Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. I want you to understand that there's going to be pressure in life, and uh, we're going to go look at this. We're going to look at this a little bit more today. Go with me to Mark chapter 4. I didn't get a chance to do this in the morning service, um, but today I'm going to get a chance to do this, and I'm kind of happy I do. Mark chapter 4, verse 14, we kind of started here, and I want to explain. As the ushers come and serve you, we're going to talk about Everybody say pressure isn't going to be a problem. Isn't going to be a problem because pressure is going to show up. And today I want to talk to you from the Word of God. I want to remove some maybe conceptions of, you know, why do we go through? You know, it seems like life we're going through. We're pressure here and pressure there and pressure this and pressure that. And I think sometimes we think pressure makes us feel like, what am I doing wrong? But I got news for you. Pressure isn't coming because you're doing something wrong. It's probably coming because you're doing something right. And that's the thing you got to get. Amen? You know, the Spirit of God really came in here this morning. You could kind of almost feel it in here, you know, because God loves you, man. And you guys are doing really good. You need to know that. I think people think so many times, like, my relationship with God, your relationship with God is great, and it's getting even better because you gave, you gave God time. You know, God wants your time. You know, if you love somebody, you give them time. My kids, they want me to spend time with. My kids, you know, your kids don't care about, you know, sometimes materialistic stuff. You know, they seem like they do, but they just want your time. Your spouse wants your time. It seems like time is the most expensive currency in the earth, you know? Every minute you live it, you lose it. You ain't got enough money to buy it back, man. You know, I was sitting with a business guy one time. He made me laugh. He goes, I lost a lot of money. I said, well, money can be replaced. Time can't. Can't, man. You can't, you know what I mean? You can figure it out, you know? You can make it back. You know, you know how to do it. You can do it again. Is that all right? Does that make sense, though? You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes what happens is you kind of get a little bit like, man, time. Let's spend time. So God wants you to spend time. So today, coming and giving him your time means a lot to God. Mark chapter 4, 14. Y'all know this. I've kind of talked to you about this. It says, a sower sows the word. Amen? Now, what we got to see is look at verse 15. And it said, and these are they like, the, uh, uh, like, like and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. Now, you got to understand something. The word, okay, then just catch me for a minute. The word being sown, Jesus was talking about it in there. He said, the parable of the sower is God speaking his word to me and you or anybody speaking his word to you. So right now, today, I have the honor to speak the word of God to you, okay? So the word is the seed and your heart is the soil, okay? You get that? So here's what he's saying. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown, but when they heard, Satan comes immediately and catcheth away that which was sown in their hearts. Okay? So we're not going to go get into that, but, but here's what I'm saying. You hear it. Now what you hear it, once you hear it, what are you going to do with it? Because Romans 10, 17 says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So now watch this. Go slow. Now watch the next verse because it makes a lot of sense. We're not going to get an understanding. I've told you these guys this a while. You got to understand what you hear. These are they likewise which were on Sony ground when they heard the word of God. Watch this. Everybody say, I heard it. Go back real quick. I was a little fast. When they've heard it, everybody say, I heard it. Watch the next verse. Keep going. Immediately they receive it with gladness. So how many of you hear stuff and get happy when you hear it? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah this is going to be great. Pastor said life's going to be awesome. Pastor said, you know, Jesus is going to take care of me. Pastor said, I'm going to have a great marriage. I love my wife. I love my wife. I love my wife. Come on, come on, come on, come on. My kids are all going to be great. You know, they said when you get married, half of you dies, and then when you have the first kid, the other half of you dies. So you're walking dead man, all right? Ain't that true? Somebody's laughing like, little Johnny. Little Johnny's like 50 yeah. and still keeps coming home. Yeah. Some of you know what I'm talking about? Like, this kid ever going to leave, living in the basement? Come on, somebody. You, some of you know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean by this, man. It's like, yeah, I thought it was going to just be easy. They receive it with gladness. Now, watch this. Now, watch this. And having no root in themselves. Now, this seed's got a root. Because if we ain't got no root, it's like a tree, right? He said, the word of God is like into a seed. So God wants you to get a good root system because when you got a root system in the word of God, you can handle some stuff. Look, he says, and have no root in themselves, 
and so endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction and persecution arises for the word's sake, they immediately are offended. Did you get that? Now get this. So the, the word needs to take root. Well, how does any kind of seed take root? You got to keep it in the ground. And if you don't keep the seed of the word in the ground, you're going to forfeit it. And then we got to start the hearing all over again. Why did I say that? He said, now just go back to the, the, the first part of that, 17, please. Watch this. You got to pull this in and have no root in themselves. So look at your neighbor and say, you got to get some roots. Look at the other neighbor and say, you too, you got to get some roots. Now watch this. It says they endure for a time. Everybody say for a time. But afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake. You got that in the Amplified? Let's just see what the Amplified says about verse 17. Affliction and persecution is pressure. Okay? Write that down. Affliction and persecutions are all forms of pressure. Okay? Some people been sent on assignment to create your next promotion. Some people have been sent on assignment to create your next promotion. You ever wonder why you got to deal with some real winners in life? It's okay to say it. I said it. How are you going to walk in love unless somebody's cussing you out a little bit? How am I going to walk in love? Well, I said, God, I asked the Lord a long time ago. Remember I told you, I said, why do I have to hear my critics? Let them talk about me without me hearing it. Why do I got to hear my critics? He says, so you can learn to walk in love? I said, I didn't want to hear that, God. He goes, well, don't ask questions you don't want answers to. Why do I got to hear it? Well, you ever work with some nut job? That was kind of quick back there. Yeah, yes. Okay. You ever work like you go to work and some people are just whacked out and you're like, what's wrong with you? Well, they're a promotion in disguise. Because I've been waiting for somebody to bless them that curse you. I feel like punching them that curse me. Don't you? You guys are lying in church, and that's bad. At least I'm honest in church. Stop. Don't you feel like, right, I got to walk in love, and it, or I got to deal with this, and I got to deal with that. Look what it says. And having no real root in themselves for only a time. Look at it. So they endure only for a little while then. Keep going. Let's see what it says. When trouble or persecution because of the word, immediately they are offended and displeased at being associated with God. And stumble and fall away. So everybody say, Pressure. I don't like it, but it leads to promotion. Very important to understand. Pressure is coming in life. And I don't know about you, but I would like to get out of pressure because pressure seems to be uncomfortable, but the only way to really grow is in the pressure because nothing grows outside of pressure. Anything you really think about, if you're going to get gains, if you go work out, you got five-pound dumbbells, you've been working them five-pound dumbbells for 15 years. Come on, somebody. you got to put more resistance to grow. Hello? You're going to grow in every area. What didn't kill you made you stronger. Come on, somebody, right? You understand what I'm saying? Pressure has always been there, and here's the thing. The reason why pressure shows up is to get you to be afraid and get you to almost get nervous, and get you almost to get hindered by life. What happens with, oh, now what, right? Oh, the phone, oh, now what? Oh, this, that, and the other. Fear is trying to get in, but don't let fear in, because fear is trying to take faith away from you, amen? Sometimes you know, like, now what? Phone's ringing, oh, my God, what's this, what's that? Nobody's looking for pressure. Everybody's trying to get out of pressure, but pressure is the key to promotion. Look what he says right here. Now, I'm going to say, because we're talking about a promise, and a promise is a seed, and a seed needs to be planted in the garden of your heart. And once that seed's in here, the pressure's going to make that thing grow, amen? You got to understand that. Now, look right here at the Word of God. Here we go. Let's go to James chapter, let's just look at this right here. Um, let's look at 1 Peter 1 and 3. Let's go there first. You got to get this because this is good. Everybody say, my faith's going to get tried. My faith's going to get tested. And I'm telling you, and if it can't be tested, it can't be trusted. 1 Peter 1 and 3. You want to see it? Look at this. Now, you got to pull this in because I think the key here is this, is that what am I trying to get you to understand? Man, is pressure meaning that I'm doing something wrong? No, pressure probably means you're doing something right. And if you got a promise, you're going to have to hold on to this thing. Like, remember when you went to the seminar about having a better marriage? And then you left and you, you fought on the way out of the better marriage seminar. Why is that? 
Remember, you fireproofed your marriage, you life-proofed it, you know, right? What is that all about? Because you got a seed now of change, and when you get a seed of change, guess what you're going to have? Pressure to forfeit the thing that can transform you. You're always going to find pressure. You're always going to find pressure in the, in the place that you could transform yourself. And if you don't stay there long enough, it might get taken from you if you're not careful because you got to be careful because the enemy's sneaky. What's the first thing happened? You, got to, you went to that marriage seminar. Oh, we're going to have this great marriage. And you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to do that. And on the, uh, one day into it, you don't see change in your spouse. What do you do? You throw away the book you got and the DVDs and say, this don't work. I'm right back where I started. I'm telling you, listen to me, I know what I'm doing. Look what it says. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us. Look at this. We're going to keep going. Again, we're alive and hope. By the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Keep going. To the inheritance incorruptible. We have an, in, an inheritance that's incorruptible. That means it can't be messed with. It's perfect inheritance. Came from God and Jesus with a perfect covenant. That faded not away, reserved for you in heaven. I'm teaching the word, Amen. Now, you're reading it because you're learning. You guys are doing great. Watch this right here. Watch this. Who are kept by the power of God through faith. So the power of God's keeping me. So everybody watch this. Grace. Everybody say grace. Grace is God's ability in me and on me, allowing me to do what I cannot do by myself. Okay? But everybody understand this? Faith and grace work together. So grace is everything God wants for me. Okay? Ephesians 1 and 3, you don't go there. It says this, all, God has laid up for us all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So everything God did is done. Okay? Now watch this. Just because grace has provided it doesn't mean I got it. I can have it, but I need to have faith to receive it. Do you, are you seeing it? So everybody say, grace provided it, faith receives it. By, remember we said it? By grace were you saved through faith. Faith is a belief. So, I, oh, God's good. Yeah, I know God's good, but you got to have faith for God good. You got to receive it. You're healed by his stripes, but you got to receive healing. He said he's going to prosper you, but you got to receive prosperity. He said he gave you restoration. You got to receive restoration. He said he gave you forgiveness. You got to receive it. You'll walk around in life feeling guilty, even though God forgave you and washed you in the blood. You got to receive forgiveness. You got to receive the blessing. You got to receive it all by faith. Without faith, you can't. Come on, guys. What's Hebrews 11.1 1 say? Don't go there. Hebrews 11.1, 1, you know this, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. By it, we understand the elders obtained a good report. By it, we understand the world's refrain. How about Hebrews 11.6? But without faith, it's impossible to please him, because he that comes to him must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God said, you believe me, God's greatest desire is to be believed. Come on. So if what happens if you, I don't know, maybe. No, maybe don't get you nothing. You got to believe. You know, the Lord rebuked me this week. Was that Wednesday? Ah, oh, he rebuked me, man. I wasn't even doing nothing wrong. He said, why do you think I sent you where I sent you? I said, I don't know. I was in the garage. It was funny. He said, God talked to you audibly? I don't know. He talked inside of me. I heard it. Because he rebuked me. I didn't like it. He said, why do you think I sent you where I sent you? I said, I don't know. He said, I sent you to learn of faith from some of the greatest faith men that walked the face of the earth. He said, you sat in Kenneth Hagin right there. You sat with great faith. He goes, why, why? I could have sent you anywhere in the world, kid. Why do you think I sent you to Oklahoma to go learn that stuff? I said, I don't know. He said, because I want you to take this message and go teach my people faith. He said, you got the same mandate on you, the same mission I gave him. Go teach my people faith around the world. I said, okay, God, fair enough. I see it. And then you know what he did? He rebuked me for being frustrated. And he said, let me tell you right here now, son, frustration ain't faith. And I said, how in the world can you tell a guy, go preach faith, and then tell him he don't have no faith? That's God for you right there, buddy. And one minute I felt big, and the next minute he smacked me right in the head. 
He said, because faith doesn't get frustrated, and if you're frustrated, you ain't nowhere near faith. I said, praise God, then you better teach me something about faith, because I don't know as much as I think I know, because I get frustrated a lot. How about you? Amen? Faith ain't got no frustration. Faith just got facts. Yeah, don't get frustrated. I said, boy, we're going back. You know what that means? Time to go back to the, we got to work it. We're going to work it. You're going to be okay, guys. Look, I'm just telling you what the Lord told me. He's like, you got to teach people faith because everything I did for you is done. Now you got to receive it. You said, look, the Lord says this stuff, man. He said, there's stuff you're praying about. Praying about it ain't even going to change it. You got to have faith for it. You got to speak unto some mountains and tell them to move. You got to speak to some situations and tell them, well, I don't, I don't want to look weird to all my friends. Your friends are weird. I don't need you looking weird in front of your weird friends. Tell your weird friends, be quiet. Faith calls those things that be not as though they were. Say unto that mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, shall not down his heart, but shall believe whatsoever he says. He shall have whatsoever he says. And when you pray, believe you receive. Oh, I, I, want, I don't want to do that. I want to be like everybody normal. All your normal friends don't have no faith. What do I want to be like them for? You think your girlfriend knows what she I'm going to call my girlfriend. Your girlfriend's dense. <laughs> Crazy, too. Where do they get their facts from? Oprah somewhere. I don't know. Watching TV, CNNers. I don't know. Come on, help me. You need to get rid of that man. That man you marry, he's a dud. Come on, stop. You got to go to the Word of God. You got to go to the Word of God. Uh, you guys are rough in here today. You feel it in here? They try to give me a hard time today. All like, oh, great. Pastor's going to talk about faith and pressure. I don't like neither one of them. Neither do I. But you ain't going to find no promotion until you can walk through pressure. See? Because your faith gets tested. You want to see it? Keep going. You're going to love these scriptures. See, you can't argue with me because I'm giving you the word of God. I don't, I've learned a long, don't preach your opinion because nobody cares what you think. Tell them what the Bible said, preacher. I'm just reading the Bible, Rio. Here's it. Wherein you greatly rejoice. Greatly rejoice for what? Now for a season, if need be. That scripture, write that. What do you mean need be? You're saying I need? Yeah, God's like, if you need be, you are going to be in heaviness through manifold temptations. <laughs> ah, did Jesus did I just read that? So he just told me manifold temptations are pressure. If need be, why? Because God's trying to get me to grow. Oh, ain't this great? So God brings these ding-dongs into my life and situations into my life. No, it's true. When the phone rings and you get nervous, like, now what? That's fear trying to say, you better get, you know what I'm saying? Let me tell you, it happens to everybody. Now what? Wait a minute now. What now? Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. I got to be ready because that first step might not be a step of faith. And I got to be ready. We're in great little now. You rejoice. If need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. You better know. So that's pressure. Everybody say temptations, pressure. You want to pop it up in the Amplified? I have no idea what it says. But praise be to God. Let's give it a whirl, right? Let's pull this one in. And then we're going to read it because the Amplified amplifies it. Hey, uh, born anew, what did you got, four? Why don't we go back to where seven was or something like that? Weren't we there? An inheritance? Yeah, we don't need all of it. Let's just get there. But we can read some of it, and then we'll get it all. Perfect. So that, uh, uh, whoa, whoa, six. That's what we need. Yeah, six. Thank you. In this, you greatly, what, rejoice greatly, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been what? Distressed by various trials. Oh, this is getting worse. You're distressed. Now I'm in stress. Yes, very much so. Are you pulling that in? Isn't that true? You get right? He says this, greatly rejoice. Look at this. And the King James, go back to the King James for first seven. He says, gold tried like fire. Man. You know what happens when you get gold tried like fire? You got issues. Look at this. That the trial of your faith. Everybody say the trial of my faith. What's that mean? Tests and trials or temptations. What do you mean test? Man, teacher, remember, I, was, I did it in the morning. You guys won't remember. Remember, but I did this way back. Remember that when you used to be a kid and you watched TV and you'd be watching TV and all of a sudden this wavy TV thing on. This is a test. 
It's a test of the emergency broadcasting system. This is only a test. I told all these kids, you don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? It's an alert on your iPhone. That's what it is. You know how you get an alert? You know how you guys all get these alerts? Like, a new alert? Yeah, that's what it is. All you young people don't know what I'm talking about. All you other people, you're dating yourself. This is a test. This is a test of the emergency broadcasting system. This is only a test. Look, I'm going to tell you right here and now. In life, next week, when you get ready to open your mouth, this is a test from heaven to make sure your mouth don't say nothing different than your miracle. This is a test. This is a test that you only say what God said about a situation. Hold your husband's mouth. Grab the thing right before he's getting ready to screw up what you've been waiting for for six months. Say, this is only a test. This is a test of faith. Don't say nothing different than the word of God. Did you get it? Because I'm walking through a test. When you want to cuss, hush your mouth. I don't mean four-letter words. I'm talking about saying something different than God. God said an evil report is when you say something different than his word. Jesus. Remember them spies spied out the land? You know what he said? He said they got an evil report. You got evil, you got evil in your mouth when you say something different than God said. But I got so much pressure, I want to say something. I got so much pressure, I want to say something. Stick your head in the pillow and scream. <laughs> I'm telling you, don't undo your mouth what God's trying to do with your life. Look, we all do it, man. Look what I said there. Man, look at it. Oh, my God. Look at this. But the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that be perished, though it be tried with fire, if you come out, might be found under praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Woo! Say, I'm going to go through, but I'm coming out the other side. I'm coming out the other side. I got to come through the other side. Now, listen, man, there's some stuff sometimes. This ain't easy. This ain't for the faint of heart because people are like, I don't want to do this no more. Look at First Peter Look at First Peter 4 and 12. I'm just telling you, pressure's coming for the promise. Pressure's co- Why did I tell you all this? Pressure's coming for your inheritance. Pressure's coming for your promise. Pressure's coming for everything. But if I can make it through the pressure, I can find the promotion. Yes, I can. Yes, you will. How do you think we grow? I'm going to probably take you to the scripture. You know, I was telling Paul about it. We were talking about it the other day. I said, man, you know what the Bible said about the fig tree that didn't grow? He said, man, cut it down. He said, no, let me work on that joker for a little bit. But you got to understand something. We need some work sometimes. We need some work. We got to work on our faith. You look, because you know what? He, what does is, what is, what is Romans 12, 1 and 2 say? Y'all know 1, 2, and 3. 1, 2, and 3 talks about renewing your mind, right? It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your body living sacrifice, which is a holy, acceptable, and reasonable service that you need to do. Be not conformed, but be ye transformed through the renewing of your mind. Understanding this, that every man by grace was given the measure of faith. Verse 3. So everybody got enough faith. What you doing with yours? Romans 12 and 3 says, by grace, every man was given the measure of faith. What's that mean? You got to work it. Now, faith doesn't work in its capacity to grow as much as faith works in its capacity to receive. Say that real slow. God usually shows up when I start talking like this because he likes it. God's greatest desire is to be believed. His greatest regret is when we don't believe him. You got, you got Romans? Did you see it? 12. You see it? You don't have to go there. It says the, the measure. So now it makes me think it's measurable growth. That messes you up. I don't like this growing faith thing. I don't like it at all. Because it makes you immobile. Because you think, I got to have this kind of faith to get something. No. You have to have just the capacity to receive. And you receive, what you don't create as much as you receive what is already finished. Because it's done. That's the Proverbs 18, 14. Proverbs 18, 14 says this, a strong man's spirit could sustain him through bodily pain and trouble, but a weak spirit who can bear. So you build spiritual strength. That's why Jude 20 says, building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Are you okay? A strong spirit can receive, your spirit can receive what God says better than a spirit that's weak. 
Because a weak spirit goes, how in the world? And quits on the promise before the promise shows up. Because the promise looks so big in my situation, I can't even receive it because I don't think I can what? Create it. But you don't create it. You receive what has already been created. So all I need you to do is be strong to receive what's already finished because faith is not a container, but faith is an obtainer or what already has been finished. Strong spirit goes, I receive. Weak spirit goes, I have reason. Considering. Abraham considered not now his body being dead nor the deadness of Sarah's womb, but received the promise before, before he seen. All he did with Isaac was, all Abraham did with Isaac is this. He already seen him finished before he ever got to the altar. He received, he found him in a fashion. Look it up. You know what the word means? It's really his fancy word. I don't even want to use it. But bottom line is, it's a carbon copy of two, and he already seen it finished before he ever started it. So he basically received Isaac before Isaac ever hit the altar. That's in the place, see, that's where faith works, in the invisible. So you got to be able to see it when nobody else can see it. I don't want to get deep. It's not deep, but this is what you got to do. Okay? Just pull this in. You have to understand. Remember, faith works in an unseen realm. So why do we look in a seen realm to tell us whether faith is working? It's not where it operates. But it's hard to stay in an unseen realm and see when there's nothing to see. So that shows you don't go look to your senses to tell you whether faith or you can't look to your emotions. Because your emotions ain't a save God when you're in a place called the spirit realm. Come on, we're all here. We're all in this together. Don't look at this. This ain't about you. This ain't about, this is about all of us, man. I can't look to the dipstick of my emotions because I told you I got, I got frustrated. Who don't get frustrated? I'm the one who got rebuked for it, not you. So you can't look to your emotions to tell me whether it's working. You can't look to change circumstances to tell me whether it's working. Because that fig tree looked real live, even though Jesus cursed it. Where the rain died. Looked like it was still living. See, change circumstances ain't always telling me whether this is working or not. So you can't go look at The only thing you can look to is the word of God where you established faith. See it? You seeing it? Because here's the thing. Pressure's going to come. But what is pressure coming for? Pressure. Now remember this. Pressure is coming for the seed that could create from, basically what it is, pressure is coming for the title deed of faith that brings from the eternal, the finished work of God into my now. So if I let go because of the pressure, I let go of what's already been done in the internal. So what do you think the fight is? The fight is to get you to let go of what you got in the word of God. Because if you've got the paperwork for it and you can hang on, you could pull it from the dimension of heaven into the dimension of earth. But if you let go of that paperwork, you don't have no promise coming to pass, or even though it's already finished. So you got to stay in faith in the earth to get it to come from one dimension into this dimension. So it's not the fight to create, it's the fight to reveal what has already been finished. You see it? So what's the devil going to do? He's going to try to bring pressure and make you think you're doing something wrong. Look over here, right? Did we give you that other scripture? That first, did we go over that one? Look at this one. I like this one. I love this one. Look at this one, right? Look at this. Look at 1 Peter 4 and 12. Beloved, hey, yeah, don't this thing, don't think this is a strange thing concerning the fiery trial which is trying you. Oh, this is great. Beloved. Remember that one? Remember last week? Beloved. Don't you feel like slapping the dude? Beloved. Don't think it's a strange thing, this fiery trial. How about I punch you in the head, beloved? You know, come on. You want to hear that? You're in a fiery trial. You want to hear this? Beloved. Think it's not a strange thing, all the hell you're going through. That's what he's saying. You understand what I'm saying? You're going through all this stuff, and now it seems like I go from one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. Do we get a break? Do we ever get like a week off? You know what I'm saying? Can't God just say, hey, vacation? 
Hey, heaven's going to close down. We get off the week of Easter. Yes, right on. You know what I'm saying? No, there ain't no days off. Right? Beloved, thinking not a strange thing concerning this fire child, which is coming to try you. Oh, that's nice. It's on assignment to try me. Did you read it? Go back, please. Beloved, thinking not a strange thing, this fiery, pressure-filled trial that's here to basically try you. <laughs> We're going to test whether you can walk in love. <laughs> oh, my God. Help me. Why? Why can't you just leave me alone? Because the enemy is coming for that promise. Oh, you believe this stuff? It's like this. Oh, let's see how much he believes it. Give me that. Give me that. Let me put a little pressure on you. Ugh. Give me that word. Give me it. I don't like it. Well, nobody likes it, but you got to go through it. But God ain't doing it. That's the key. Don't think God did this. Why does God do this? No, no, no. This ain't got nothing to do with God. God said when the testing trial shows up, let no man say when he's tempted he is tempted of God because God tempted no one. It's the devil trying to come up and take your stuff. And you ain't taking nothing. I'll show you all of it. It's the truth. Let no man, it's James. Let no man say when he, it's like James 1.14 or something like that. Don't go there. But you can read it, James 1.12, something like that. Beloved, think it not a strange thing concerning the fiery trial, which is able to, or basically trying you. Why? Keep going. As though some strange thing happened to you. <laughs> Doesn't it feel like, why do I got to go through this? I'm preaching way better than this whole church is amen to me today. I'm telling you right here now, I'm preaching way better than y'all amen to me. And I, I don't really, I don't really, you don't got to amen me. I'm, I'm preach, 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 I preach, I preach myself. Preach, preach, I just keep preaching. Okay. But rejoice. Oh, this is great. Now, 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 not only, I feel like throwing something. Not only is this miserable, I got to get excited about it. Oh, here comes eight more ding-dongs into my life to really help me get there. Wow, you're awesome. Come on, guys. Come on. Right? Come on. You, you want that? Oh, yeah. oh you, you don't know what I'm talking about? Oh, okay. Okay, beloved. Okay. Okay, beloved. You don't know what I'm talking about? Beloved. Beloved. I'm going to put a tape recorder on you. When you leave here, we'll see how good you do under pressure. Yeah, we're going to go have CNN. You're going to have like a media kit. Everybody's all into themselves now, right? We're so narcissistic. Everybody's going to walk around all day, walking around with a thing. Tell me how your day's going. I'm going to kill somebody today, Pastor Chris, and you might be the person I kill. It's like 9 o'clock on Thursday. I'm ready to hurt somebody. I know how it goes. It's life. Here. But rejoice. I'm preaching to myself, so don't think this is for you. This is for me. I'm the guy that got slapped for being frustrated. But rejoice in as much as you are partakers of Christ. This is getting worse. Now i got to suffer like Jesus. Where do you sign up for that? Hey, go to the back of the room. In the Welcome Center, we have a list you could sign up for. It's the sufferings of Jesus. It's going to be a great tour. You can go. It's, you know what? It's a free event we have here at the church. It's called Pain and Suffering. Enjoy. Praise God. It's going to be a great ride. Beloved what? Beloved. Hello, beloved. Look at your neighbor say, beloved. Beloved. Hello, beloved. But rejoice. Beloved. Beloved, this is something my wife does to me. Honey, beloved, I'm going to tell her, leave me alone, okay? Get out of here. Leave me alone. I'm going in the garage. But rejoice in as much as you are partaking that when his glory shall be revealed. Keep going. You may be glad also with exceeding joy. This earth's temporal, man, but we're going to go through stuff. Come on, you want to see it? Go to James 1 and 2. Come on, guys. You're doing great. You're doing great, but this is what I'm saying. you got to understand something. The trial of the faith is coming. Why? Because it's got to be tried. Because when it's tried, it's tested. When it's tried, it can be promoted. And until it's tried, you're never going to know whether it's working. But it's the process. Because you got to understand, the earth's cursed, man. So now I, gotta, I get tested in everything. Well, count it all joy. Here we go again. Get happy. Get happy about what? This is great. Now I'm supposed to get excited when I see this stuff. Count it all joy. Ha, 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 Hey, count it all joy. What? When you fall into diverse temptation, testings or tryings of your faith. Why? Keep going. It's going to tell you why. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. Oh, who wants patience? I cannot stand that fruit. It's a, you know, patience is a fruit of spirit. Love, joy, patient. Patience. Who wants patience? You really want to develop patience? I don't, but if you can develop patience, guess what it says? You'll be perfect the entire wanting nothing. Look at verse 9. But let patience have a perfect. So patience has a work. What's that? That I may be perfect the entire wanting nothing. What does that mean? That means you're stable and steadfast in every season and nothing moves you. You stay, stay, you stay the same. 
That's what we're trying to get you to. Are you all right? Everybody happy? Next week will be Easter. It'll be nice. I'll talk about, you know, something cool like bunnies or something. Okay? Go to verse 12. I wanted to get chicks in the back, but they told me I couldn't do it. But let's see. I was going to get little baby ones and let them go run around in the back. They shot it down. Because I told you what happened last week. They said, well, how are you going to get them? I said, what do you mean get them? Just leave them in the back. They stay forever. <laughs> I didn't know I had to go get them after we left. Just let them run around the back. I like feeding my ducks. Leave me alone. Blessed, dealing with you guys, thank God I got ducks. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the man. Look, blessed is the man that what? Endure. Look at the Bible. Oh, great. You get a blessing for enduring temptation. That's tests and trials. You know, it's pressure. Um, for when he's tried, he shall receive the crown of life. Ooh, yeah, wait till we read it and amplify. Keep going. Not yet, though. Keep going. Which the Lord has promised to them that love him. Keep going. We're going to go all the way, because I want to show you that scripture I was telling you about. Go. 13. And then we're going to go 13 and 14. You got it in there? I don't know. I switched gears on you. I know. Let no man say when he's tempted, you better bury this one in the archives of your spirit. Let no man say when he's tempted, I'm tempted to God, because God cannot be tempted with evil. Keep going. Neither tempteth he any man. Watch 14. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. You see that? What's that mean? Lust's not like, you know, sexual weird. You know what it is? It's bait. Oh, I know how to get you mad. Oh, I know how to press your buttons. I know how to, right? Come on, right? I know how to get under your skin. Oh, the enemy ain't stupid. He plays for keeps. I know how to get you jerked up. I know exactly what to do. I'm going to go in there and get you. Now you got to get better at it. How many of you see it coming and you're stepping in anyway? Hey, how do you know there it is? Always like a time bomb. It's right there. And if I say something right now, woo, it's going to be bad. What you saying anyway? Because you're crazy. But, <laughs> but let me know. It's right there. It's like a booby trap. And you do good for about three minutes. And then you start weighing in your mind, consequences versus reaction. <laughs> Come on, all you married people, sleep on the couch or sleep in the bed? <laughs> Come on, right? In the doghouse for a month or in the promised land? <laughs> now you start really, and all the guys, you think logical, you're negotiating hard. It's going to be a hard day's night. I've been working dust from dawn. Come on, somebody. Hey, man, come on. Come on. Come on, right? You got to ask yourself, is it? Come on. But you got to realize you're starting to develop character. You can't develop without pressure. There is character you can only develop with pressure, and without it, it can never be tested. So how do we know you got it? Remember I said, how are we going to know? How are you going to bless them to curse you? You don't know they're cussing you. How are you going to do good unless you got an enemy? Use them. Lindsay, you know what I did? I, 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 I'm probably Italian from New Jersey, so I'm spiteful. I don't know what's the matter with me. I'm, God's working with me. But I got a scripture figured out, right? Somebody was getting me annoyed way back. That's none of you people, right? And I said, I said man, I don't, I don't feel like forgiving these people, man. They're jacked up. And the Lord's like, if you, man, I said, so I started thinking about it. So if I don't forgive you, I don't get my prayer answered? Now, now not only am I mad at you, now you're screwing up my destiny. It's true. So you know what I said? I'm going to forgive you out of spite. I asked the Lord. I was like, can you do this? He said, yeah, you do it by faith. And your feelings will catch up. I said, I don't want you messing up my prayer life. So I said, I forgive you, you ding dong. I had to fix my heart in a prayer. <laughs> God, I forgive these. God, I don't know why you made some morons. I think this was I think this is somehow my prayer went. God, I don't know why you made these morons, but obviously you, you, you make mistakes too. But I love you. Easy, guys. Easy now. Easy. I said, you guys got to laugh. Well, you, I, you guys are sitting here like, I don't know if I like this sermon today. I'm trying to make myself happy because looking at you guys, you're like, we don't know, Pastor. This is like a B. You're like a B. No, this is good stuff. Okay? So trust me, you're going to leave it. You might as well put this in the archive, okay? So I went and asked the Lord. I said, Lord, you know, I'm going to forgive these people. I really don't feel like forgiving them, but I'm going to forgive them. And you want to know what? That's how come I want to get out so I could have my prayers answered. Are you here? So if I hold the fence against you, how does it affect me? A lot more than it's affecting you because you don't even know I'm mad at you. 
And half the people that made you mad or hurt you, they don't even know they did it at the level they did it. They're on dipsticking around with their life. But trust me, whichever you show, you shall reap. But I'm going to reap the blessing of God because I'm staying on the God side under the blood, staying washed by the lamb on the precious blood of Jesus. Amen. So I'm going to forgive you out of spite. You are forgiven. God bless you. And may the Lord be between me and thee. And may our paths never meet again. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> amen. Amen and amen. You know what I'm saying? Because I got pressure. You're going to have pressure. If you want promotion, you got pressure. Look at this last scripture, right? I, I'm going to let it rip. I had this in me, man. I wasn't going to let it go, but I think the Lord just let me do it. If not, oh, well, I'll get in trouble on the way home. Amen. I ain't been the first time. Amen. Look at it. 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 Look at it from the Lord. Not my, not, I love my wife. Luke 13. <laughs> I'm telling you, I read this the other day. It messed me up. Luke 13. You ready? I was talking about this yesterday, and I, I was like, I was thinking about this. I was like, God, are you saying this one I think you're saying? He said, yeah, it's about your development. Luke 13, we're going to go home. You ready? Let's go there. I think I'm going to start with like, like verse, I don't know. I don't want to read all of it. But it's not that much of it to read. How many feel good about it? You feel good about the Lord? God's so good, ain't he? You know what's funny about, you know what's funny about the Lord? Um, he's got so much for you. And I think sometimes we miss out on it because we don't understand the process of getting there. Is that okay to say out loud? You know what I mean? We don't understand the process of getting there. And sometimes when you don't understand the process of getting there, you get like, God, is this the way you really get there? And then everybody's trying to tell you all this stuff. And then you got all this crazy teaching telling you something different. And you're like, is this right? Is this right? Is this even right? It's right. Go, go to 13.6. You're all looking at me like, where, where do you want to go? Go to 13.6. Luke 13, 6. But are you getting it? You understand what I'm saying? Like, this is how you really get there. This is how you get there. They know the way to get there. Did that make sense when I was saying? I was kind of pulling it up out of my belly. It's in my spirit. Like, is this really how you get there? Yeah, you're going to have pressure. Has anybody ever gotten out of pressure? You know what I'm saying? Like, meaning like you left it for good and never found it again. No, pressure is going to show up, right? If it ain't your stuff, and this is what I notice a lot. It's other people's stuff comes into your life, and now it's like, I got to deal with it. Maybe it's kids, or maybe you love somebody, and now they come home and say, oh, I don't love you no more. Well, what's wrong with you? Can't you see the value on me? No, I'm being serious now. Now somebody's boneheaded decision has now affected the rest of your life, and you think, where do I come in? Don't worry about it. God's got it all figured out. But pressure shows up from other people's mistakes, and it affects my life. Don't it in your life, right? Your kids come home and go, hey, guess what I did? Oh, great. Now what? You know what I mean? No, I'm probably mean. This is how you live life. This is right on time because there are promises. Look what it says here. And he spake this parable about a fig tree. I love this. And it, it, made, me, it made me chuckle. And I, I, I was telling Paul, I was like, man, if I could really get this out Sunday, I'm going to be happy. Amen? Because it was really funny. I, I was reading it in my devotion times. This was not like a rigged thing, right? So I did. he spoke a parable to a certain man in a fig tree, and he planted a vineyard, and he came and sought fruit. And he said he, he found no fruit. And he said unto the dresser of the vineyard, behold, these three years, everybody say three years. I've been coming three years looking for fruit on this fig tree, and I find none. Cut it down and let it go. Get it out of ground. He said, where the fruit you supposed to have? And he answered, and he said unto him, Lord, let it alone another year. Till I dig about it and dung it. And it shall bear fruit. Well, and if not, then we'll cut it down. And he went on teaching. Man, I thought about this. I said, what did he do? He went looking at a fig tree. He said, you got any fruit here? He said, no, there ain't no fruit. He said, get rid of it. He said, no, 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 no. What the master say? He said, he went to, he's talking about people. He come here and said, let me dig around it and let me dung it. I started thinking about something. He said, ding it and dung it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I started laughing. I laughed so hard. He said, dig around it, dig it and dung it. You know what dung is? It's poop. I started thinking. I said, God, did you put some poopy people around me just to get me to grow up? <laughs> I'm being honest, man. I said, is that why those poopy people showed up? God, look at your neighbor and say, God put poopy people around you. 
<laughs> I'm telling you, it's the truth. I ain't trying to be disrespectful in God's house. I said, God, you put those poopy people around me just to get me to grow. He said, yep. I said, man, thanks for telling me. He said, dig it. I mean, no digging ain't no fun. I mean, that means prune it. Prune it. And, he said, prune it and dung it, and let's see what we get. I said, God, are you really telling me what I think you're telling me or rebuke me if I need prayer? Did you just, did you just bring some poopy people around me? You ever go somewhere? I went one where I don't know where we were. We went somewhere. And they said, oh, that's, I said, man, this place stinks. Where was I? I was somewhere there. And he said, man, he goes, that's the fertilizer. He said, the fertilizer stinks. I said, well, I know what fertilizer is made of. Poopy people. <laughs> Dig it and dung it. And I'll get something to grow out of it. That's the best way. He pruning it, and he's throwing stuff around it to get me to grow. So, God, you brought, the, you brought some of the poopy people around me to help me get to my promised land. Now, guess what I got to do? I got to identify the poopy people. You can smell them. <laughs> <laughs> They got a different aroma about them. <laughs> Look, I'm being serious. They're on design. Oh, you know, you ain't, you poopy people ain't coming and taking my joy. Come on. Y'all got one. You probably got one coming over for Easter. Come on. Somebody negative or, you know, come on now. Look, this is not being disrespectful. He said, let's fertilize the ground and let's dig around it. And let me, give me a year to get me to grow something. Because this tree should be producing by now, but it's not. What do you got to produce in your life? You could play. What do you got to produce in your life? That pressure is trying to let you discard. But if you can make it through the pressure, you could produce some promises. That's what today's all about. But you ain't going to get out of pressure. There ain't no way. If you want out of pressure, you better leave the earth. Because as long as you're in here, the Bible said, you're not of the earth. You're just passing through the earth. You're an alien, man, from a different planet called heaven. You're just walking through the earth, and you're going to have pressure all the while you're in the earth. But I started laughing when I read that. I read it in my devotion. I was like, God, you trying to tell me? He said, ding it and dung it. I said, you going to prune it? And I said, you bringing these poopy people around me, huh? Yeah, some people just got on assignment to aggravate you. Listen, you're not mad at the people. This battle is not flesh and blood. It's spiritual. But I got to grow through pressure. You're going to have pressure financially. You're going to have pressure health-wise. You're going to have pressure in every area. Every promise you got, you're going to have pressure to discard. But you ain't going to do it. Amen? Come on, stand up on your feet. Just, to, just shift your head. Just shift your, shift your head toward heaven. You know what I mean by that? Just, just think about some of the pressures you went through. Maybe there's some stuff now you got to let go. And when I, say, when I say this, please understand. I'm not just trying to say people. I'm talking about situations. I don't know about situations are coming on design. Some created, some created, you didn't create them, but some were created. Thank you. You were created, you didn't create them, but some people created them, and now you got to walk through them. Come on, ain't that the truth? But it's helping me grow. And without it, I can't grow because without pressure, you, nobody grows. What happens with a seed in the ground? It goes in the ground and it goes, it says day and night. The moon has something to do with it. The light of the moon and the, and the heat of the day. Does something to the ground. And then that seed starts growing. A seed needs pressure to break open to produce. Because inside the seed is the life force. The word of God is likened to a seed. Love is in that seed. It needs pressure. Without the pressure of love, love will never really develop like agape love. Peace needs pressure. In the midst of a storm, it shows its best. See what I'm saying? Every pressure in life produces a promise. If you can hang on. So all you got to do is hang on. Because God's for you. Amen. But I asked myself that. I said, God, did you bring some of these poopy people around? Yeah. You know what it is? They do. The poopy people show up. And they show up and they acting all weird. Or maybe, you know what? You've been good to people. And then they, they're not good to you. Yeah. You know, you might, you might, you say, my mama, you know, your parents try to treat you like, you be, you know, 
you know, they try to tell you, you know, I got great parents and you got great parents. You know, you know, it's like, oh, you treat people good, they'll treat you good. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You treated a lot of people good. They were jerky. And now you don't want to love no more. And I'm, I'm going to tell you now, man, I understand that. You give to people and you try to do good. They tell you, you want to lose a friend real quick, loan them money. Them jokers never come back. You know, you know what I'm saying? Am I right? You've been good to people and people, no, I'm being serious, man. I'm talking, low, I'm locating even me. You've been good to people and then you're like, man, well, well you know, I don't, what, man, I'm hurt. I, I, you love and then you get hurt and you get taken advantage of and you get mistreated. How about that one? You get mistreated for doing the right thing. You do the loving thing and the right thing and you get mistreated for it, man. I'm looking at, you know, right? Well, how about, remember in the beginning, man, people come and hanging out and then taking advantage of you. It almost makes you not even want to give no more. Right? Ain't it true? It's just true. Right? I'm looking at some of you guys and I'm saying, man, you know what? We've, we've been through, you know, trusting and believing and expecting and people just going the right, wrong way, man, just don't even care. Without the See, I'm growing. I'm going to qualify some people, but I'm going to grow. So I can't stop loving just because some people decided not to follow the course. I can't stop giving just because uh, some people didn't follow the course. I can't stop being the person I am because of people, they being the person they are. But guess what? How was I going to walk in forgiveness if I didn't have to walk through some unforgiveness? How are you going to do it? How are you going to do it? You can't do it without it. You got to have some pressure. pressure. See, it's easy. It's easy to love when everybody's loving you. Now you got to love when somebody's not unloving you. Man, now that's when the work comes in. It's easy to pray for them when they're praying for you. Now I got to pray for you even when you ain't praying. I say, God, I don't like it. It stinks. He goes, yeah, 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 but I'm getting patience in you. And once I get patience, you become complete in every season. Just lift your hands to heaven. Say this out loud. Say, Lord, help me in my season, my season of growth, my season of patience, and my season walking in the blessing of God. Thank you, Lord, for transforming my life. And changing me forever. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Come on, put your hands together. You did great. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.